Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Your Podcast with myself, Nolsey, and my co-host, Jackson. In today's episode, we're going to talk about midfielders. We're going to focus on midfielder strategy, when to pick them, possible targets, and also possible players that you might not think will be in your team, but might be essential to you doing well. We're going to go through premium picks, maybe first, second, third round picks, and then also your fourth and fifth midfielder that you're going to pick. In this season, there is a few good midfielders, a few good premium midfielders that you're going to have to target because, as we will conclude, if you don't have one of these, the rest of your midfielder or midfielders are not going to look too well. Yeah, so the midfielders this year, if you don't get a premium striker, your first pick, you will be looking at getting a premium midfielder in. So the likes of your Salah, uh, Bruno, uh, even uh, Kevin De Bruyne as your first picks because the other premium uh, midfielders that are there like your Rashford, um, Son, Foden, Madison or even Matoma would be considered as premium midfielders this year so they're not as strong as they have been in previous years so if you don't get a premium striker early on you have to pick a premium midfielder to cover those lost points. If we look at the top, top end midfielders, the top, maybe, definitely first round picks, seven or eight. As you said, Rashford, Salah, Bruno, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, San Foden, Madison, Matoma. If you don't have one of these, the next midfielder you pick is probably going to be your best midfielder. So let's say you do... We put down Matoma here because based on draft ranks, Matoma would be a first round pick or maybe a second round pick. You might be left with him as a second round pick. Well, Matoma is going to be one of your best midfielders. So all you're going from there is down. Now, the likes of Havertz, Jota, Diaz, which we'll talk about, could reap more points. But on a draft night, based on your statistics and, and your ranking, these are the players you're probably going to go for first. So... Let's say they are the cohort of first picks and you get, and I'm going to use James Madison as an example. Um, all the other players are gone and maybe a Kane and a Haaland and, and you don't like a, a Darwin as your first pick and you're going for a Madison. Well, every other midfielder after that is not going to be as lucrative. So what you're left with are rotation risks. Havertz is down as maybe a second or third round pick. But Havertz, when you think about the Arsenal field, you have... As we said, first-round picks, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and Jesus is a first-round pick in terms of a striker. So the fifth player there is Havertz, which could be one of your first picks in midfield. And you already have four premium players there. So do you want your first pick to be a player that might be rotated? You don't. So target one premium midfielder that you are going to have as as your your column to work off. And, And then you're going to build a base around that. So after you've your premium midfielder picked, you'd be looking at the next player in your second, maybe third, third or fourth round is when you'd actually be able to pick a your second midfielder. Yeah. The players you'd be looking at here would be the likes of Jared Bowen, Eze, Almiron, even Solly March. So even thinking of these guys, they're they are they are good midfielders. But they're not going to be reaping in points week in, week out. But you do know that 
a lot of these guys will be will be playing consistently and over previous years they have gotten points for for teams consistently yeah and when we look at the likes of March even though March last season was a fantastic pick well he mightn't be as good this year because of um, European football and the amount of um, options Brighton have so although in recent years he could have been a very good second or third midfielder well he could be even more valuable this year um, the likes of Eze, who you know is going to play every week and they don't have European football, could be a fantastic second midfielder. And we're so used to normal FPL to see in seeing um, midfields that are absolutely stacked, especially this year. So when you expect or you have an, an idea in your head of, oh, I want all these players and you made a, a draft team, it's going to be very different to what you think. So you're going to have to have in your head maybe a selection of first, second, third midfielders that you are targeting. We're, we've given some recommendations. Bowen might be a fantastic second pick because, well, he's going to be playing for West Ham all the time, hopefully. Um, he probably won't play that much in Europe, but I suppose he will. Yeah, in Europa, like. Europa League. Yeah. yeah, so he mightn't be, as I just said, he might be a good pick. He mightn't be as good as recent years. So after that, you're left with the likes of Gross, who might be a second round pick. Yeah. Um, new players like Diaby um, in Villa could be... Uh, I think his average draft um, pick was like five or six in the fifth round, was it? Um, Gibbs White and Seesaw, again, another draft or another rotation risk. Barnes, a rotation risk. Anthony from United, a rotation risk. Sancho, like we don't want them as our, especially as our second midfielder because, they, as I said, they're going to be midfielders like our defender um, podcast. They're going to be midfielders that you want to keep there most weeks. Yeah, because on the off chance that one of your premium midfielders gets injured in the first couple of weeks, the, sec- the second and third midfielders that you do pick, they're going to be really important. Really, really important. They're going to be really valuable for your team. So it's essential that you do sort of make the right decision when picking these. Um, if you think about what could happen, if you pick a, a Bruno, and for some reason he gets injured, and your other three midfielders are March, um, Gibbs-White, and De Buendia, like when you think of that as a midfield, you're not, and that's very possible. Yeah. It's not the most stacked midfield. So you want to be very, very meticulous in who you pick and players that you have your eyes on. So in terms of um, third midfielders, we said Gross, Barnes, Anthony. But you're going to have to have your eye on players like we have down here. Buendia, who's had a very, very good start for Villa. And you might think, well, he's not going to be a great pick. He wasn't a great pick last year. He could be a very good pick this year. If you want another couple of players that... Might have usually been waiver picks, but might be good enough midfielder picks this year. Tillemans, because he's on penalties. McNeil, Everton have a very good start. Uh, Johnson for Forrest uh, was a striker, who's now reclassed as a midfielder. Other picks that you might think, oh, they won't, I won't pick them, sure, I won't need to pick them. Yeah. Rodrigo from City. Jaxie picked him one year and I give out to him, and he was a three-pointer. We talked yeah. about this in episode two or three, where... He, was, he could be an extremely, extremely valuable player for your team. And we always say a, a, a kind of um, a good test of whether they're a waiver pick or not is if you put them on the waiver and they're taken straight off, well, they're probably not a waiver pick. Yeah. What you need to be looking at as well, especially when it comes to picking your third and fourth midfielder, is have a look at who's on set pieces. Have a look at on penalties, free kicks, because... Teams in the lower half of the season, a lot of these players would go overlooked by most managers. But if you see that these are on free kicks or penalties, have a higher chance of scoring, a higher chance of getting an assist, 
um, etc. So these players can be very valuable as well. So make sure to have a look at who's on um, who's on set pieces. Yeah, and and they could be a very important player to your team. I said on a previous podcast I had uh, Ward Prowse. If Ward Prowse was like a third midfielder. He's good because you keep him there, he might score a free kick, he might not. I know he's not in the league this year, but that's an example. Um, other players that we have looked at that might be a good fourth and fifth midfielder are likes of uh, Decore from Everton. Gets forward a lot, had a very good start to the season last year and Everton have some good fixtures. You might actually be looking at players like Anderson from Newcastle. If he gets in as a rot- uh, rotating midfielder and maybe gets an average 50 or 60 minutes a game, he will be a good pickup. And he will probably be available. You're very unlikely to see the likes of Anderson picked up early on in the draft. So he might be a good fourth and fifth pick um, so that you kind of bank on him doing well and then you don't have to take him out of the waiver. Now, another point is possible injuries. In the draft, it's, it's unbelievably common for very good players to just be ignored because they have even just an orange flag or a yeah. yellow flag. Um, we have down here Olise who, um, if you look at the draft rank, is lower than he probably would have been if he's a green flag. So don't be afraid to pick up a player that might be out for game week one and two because if they're a good, valuable player, they could be in your team for the rest of the season and you'd happily take them after or keep them on your bench for one or two game weeks and have them for the rest of the season. What's happened as well, time and time again, is there's a lot of talk over the summer about different transfers that are going to happen. And oftentimes they don't happen. But these players end up being overlooked by fantasy players because they think, oh, he's going to go, so I'm not going to pick him in my team. If you have a look and see if these players have question marks over them, like, I know I'm defender now, but the likes of Cancelo, yeah. he, he hasn't been sold yet. He might go overlooked as a defender. But if you look at midfielders, a lot of players might have question marks over, will they play or not? They were very valuable last season. They could be valuable this season and quite overlooked as well. Yeah, and... Again, on the Cancelo example, Cancelo, if he was playing every day for City, he's a first-round pick. So that just shows that these players can go under the radar. This season, an example of a player who is overlooked is Bernardo Silva. Now, there's a possibility, one, that he does go, but also that, well, people don't think he's a great draft pick. But if you compare um, a Bernardo Silva that actually stays at City to a Demary Gray for Everton that... Has some good stints, but probably, we don't know, might be a starter every week. Well, you'd obviously take Bernardo Silva. He might play most games for City. A, a common example of this is Gundogan. He was never picked up early, but is a stalwart for City and is a very, very good player at getting points. So don't be too afraid to have a look or take a chance on a player on your fourth or fifth pick that might be rumoured of leaving. And might be injured and might get into the team. Now, very similar to our Defender podcast, we like to keep our fourth and fifth pick as players that you don't mind losing. They could be a little, could be a little uh, risk. You mentioned Garnacho. Yeah. Jaxi likes the look of Garnacho, and if he gets playing, the likes of Anthony and Sancho, who might be picked before him, mightn't be good picks at all. Like yeah. for a majority of the season last season, Sancho was a waiver pick and. And Garnacho, although probably won't be picked up on the draft, maybe fifth pick, could be very, very valuable. And there's always, and we don't want to always go on last season, but when you think of it, there's players every season that aren't drafted or drafted late that will have a fantastic season. So we just have to pick and look at them players, take a chance, 
we can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. If we could predict the future, we definitely wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> recording a podcast. So um, examples of this, and I know it might seem ridiculous. Last season, Martin Odegaard average was like 60-something pick. So that is like fourth or fifth round. Whereas this season, it's going to be first pick. So there is going to be players that are going to be fourth and fifth round that after a couple of weeks thinking, you're going to think, how the hell were they picked up straight away? It's so obvious now. So have, have your research done. Think about who you really like, who passes the eye test, who has good statistics, who's good fixtures, who's playing well in preseason that you want to take a chance on fourth and fifth. And if they don't work out, well, you can target players that have good fixtures or maybe having a good run. Yeah. Players that might, sorry, players that might have been in initially and you see that they're getting a bit of game time, pick them up a week before you think they're going to start the next game. And what you can do is because you have a cushion of four or four of uh, two defenders free as well, you can have a look at teams that have a double game week coming up as well. That's what I like to do. A lot of teams, I know it's the same amount of teams in Europe as last year. Feels like there's more this year. Yeah. But you can look at who's a double game week and target those um, those teams as well. And although they mightn't seem like a great pick, um, a midfielder, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say pick a defensive midfielder from a shit team that has a double game week, but honestly, they could be a, like your number one waiver pick some weeks because they get you four points, they get you five points, they get you six points over two game weeks, which mightn't seem like a lot, but if you get a five or six um, point return for a particular player on any one game week in the draft, it's a, it's a it's a return, it's a massive return. Yeah, I suppose the one that comes to mind is Granite Jacka. He would have been overlooked massively. I'd say he would, would have been picked 7th, 8th pick, even later on. Could have been a waiver player at the start of the season. 100%. And he'd, he'd probably his best season last year. Oh, he had a very good return. Yeah, so it's players players like that would go under the radar, and they could be worth a gamble um, as your 4th and 5th midfielder pick. I know I gave you stick for talking about Rice, but now that I think of it, Rice could be a good midfielder if you think, as a 5th midfielder now, if you think Arsenal are going to be solid at the back and he could have a chance to get forward and he might get four or five goals this season, you might think, that's ridiculous. Why would I be looking at players that are getting five goals? Well, that could be massive in you winning a game. A Rice three-pointer could be the winning and losing of a week. Three points could put you top of the table. So don't overlook good, good midfielders that are playing 90 minutes every day. Try and avoid midfielders that are prone to yellow cards because that happens more often than not. So maybe a slightly advanced midfielder or a midfielder like Rodri that are always in possession, that are very rarely um, in positions to get low cards and very likely to get three points. 